0: To Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. We're back on the air. We took a little uh, break last week and we're excited to be here this evening back with our audience. This is uh, podcast number 261 of Guys Guys Radio, the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Let me ask you a question. Would you like to unblock your life in 30 minutes a day and just use the power of unconditional love? Well, I think that's a pretty good idea. And if you agree with me, we've got the perfect guest for you. It's Master Francisco Quintero, and he is a co-author of the book called Greatest Love, and it talks exactly about that. It's a number one times best-selling author. Um, he works with uh, Master Zing Gang Sha and also Master Maya Mackey, and uh, we are very excited to have him on the show this evening. That is Master Francisco Quintero, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I read the book and there's some very easy to use exercises and intentions in there, and um, apparently miracles can happen. I did one brief exercise on my liver today and I could actually physically feel the difference, things moving around, and that was just 30 seconds or so. Um, it combines uh, calligraphy, chanting, uh, some hand positions, and uh, real easy stuff, um, and uh, just miraculous. So I'm really looking forward to bringing Master Quintero on in a few moments. So let's first start with uh, what's going on in the guys' guys' world. So I as mentioned I was off last week, um, and we're back now. It was a very rainy, icy, cold one of those days in New York city where you're like, why do I live here? Uh, why am I not in Southern California? But, uh, um, here we are and it's, uh, the rain is moving out, but today it was slushy. It was rainy. It was cold. It was really disgusting. And we're right at that part of the winter where it's like, you know what? I think I'm ready for spring. Um, because it's been kind of a long winter because it got super cold right at the beginning of uh, 2018 and it's kind of uh, bounced around. And uh, we, now we're in this kind of choppy area where, you know, it's cold, and then it rains and then it snows and then it's cold and then it gets warm for a day and then it gets cloudy again and you never know what's going to happen. But that's winter in the Northeast. We do get four seasons, so it makes us appreciate the better weather more. We had the Super Bowl this past Sunday and kind of guys, guys, news, news, if you will. And it was a very interesting. Uh, we had the Philadelphia Eagles upset the New England Patriots. Uh, 41 to 33, I believe, was the score. And uh, what a game. There was no defense. The teams marched up and down the field. And I think there was one punt for the entire game. It was entertaining to watch. Um, I made the mistake of uh, accepting a bet. No points. I didn't have to give any points. I bet on the Patriots. I'm a, I've never, ever, ever rooted for the Patriots. I, I have jet season tickets, sadly to say. Um, I like the Cowboys. I like a lot of teams, but I don't like – it's like anybody but the Patriots. And uh, But this time somebody said, I'll take the Eagles, no points, and uh, for a bottle of uh, Cabo Wabo tequila. Now, I'm not drinking in 2018, but I figured, you know what? I can always put it on the shelf, and if I do go back to having a little tequila uh, next year, then I have something in uh, in stock. But I lost because the Eagles, uh, they came down uh, the first uh, quarter of the game, the first time they had the ball and they scored. And then it was back and forth, and it came down to the end of the game where uh, Tom Brady had a couple of shots at it, and uh, he had a fumble. And, um, that was it. And, uh, there was two calls, actually three calls, you could say that went against the Patriots that usually they have been the recipient of some, uh, favorable calls. And this time they didn't get any of the calls. The first one was, uh, uh, the tight end, uh, um, Zach Ertz for the Eagles. He caught the ball and, uh, the question was how many steps did he take before he plopped into the end zone? The ball popped out of his arms, went up in the air and he caught it again. So they said he had become a runner. Um, but a lot of people said, including the two announcers on the game, Al Michaels and Chris Collinworth, that, that said that no way that's not a catch. It should be overturned. It wasn't. It was a touchdown. and it was very pivotal. The other play was uh, the Eagles got a touchdown when uh, they are running back, uh, caught a ball in the end zone, and they, some say he kind of bobbled it before he ran out of bounds. From watching that replay, I think he had it. I don't think there was a question there, but the play that I do think there was a question, and I never, I know they never call this, but at the very end of the game, there was a Hail Mary. Tom Brady threw a Hail Mary pass, which is quarterback drops back and basically throws it as far as he can uh, because there's no time left. And uh, Rob Gronkowski, his huge uh, tight end, he was in the end zone and like four eagles just collapsed on him. And uh, he had no chance of catching the ball to me on any other play, it would have been pass interference, but they didn't call it here. And I guess it's because of the custom is, uh, when you have that kind of jump ball in the end zone at the end of the game, they never call penalties. Uh, you just have to either come down with it or not. And, uh, he didn't, he went down and everybody went on top of him. And, uh, that was the end of the game. Um, Tom Brady did not walk across the field and, uh, congratulate the quarterback for the Eagles, who was a backup guy, uh, uh, Nick Foles. And so that was a little surprising and disappointing to me. Um, the other thing is that was weird. That was one of the top defensive players that one of the top defensive backs on the Patriots did not play Malcolm Butler and everybody's trying to figure out what happened. And as a result, the Eagles, I don't, I think, I don't think they punted at all. I think the Patriots had one punt and that was it. So it was kind of a crazy wild game. And could have gone either way, but it went down to uh, the last two minutes. Brady had two shots at it, and on one, he threw the Hail Mary that didn't work. And on the other one, uh, the Eagles finally made a defensive play. They made a sack on him, and the ball came loose, and it bounced into one of the Eagles' arms, and that was the end of it. Um, actually, he did get the ball back for the Hail Mary after that, but you know he had two shots, and it didn't happen. But is that the end of the dynasty? Is that it for the Patriots? If you're a fan of uh, any other AFC East team, you hope so. For me, I've had really bad luck with Nick Foles. Nick Foles, uh, he had a great season as quarterback uh, about four years ago, and then I drafted him in my fantasy league the next year, and he was horrible. Then he became kind of a second string quarterback, and finally he made his way back to the Eagles. And um, he came on at the end of the year, and he threw four touchdowns against uh, when Carson Wentz, the starter, the upcoming star on the Eagles, he's a young quarterback, rookie quarterback, fantastic player. He got hurt. Nick Foles came in and played the next week, and uh, wow, threw four touchdowns, and everybody was like, "This guy's on fire." I went into my fantasy football championship game, and I had Jared Goff had been playing for me throughout the year, but I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to play Nick Foles. And um, I didn't listen to my gut. I didn't go with the guy who brought me there. And Nick Foles had a horrible game. He only scored nine points. Jared Goff had like 27 points and I lost my fantasy football championship and $500 with it. Then we moved to the Super Bowl and I'm like, Nick Foles is not going to have a good... He had like two good games in the playoffs. I'm like, he's due for a bad game because he's kind of an up-and-down player. And then I mean, he's going against Brady. He's going against the Patriots. He's going against Bill Belichick. who had two weeks to come up with a defense against him. And he plays the game of his life. The game of his life, Nick Foles. So I learned my lesson. Avoid Nick Foles at all costs. But nick Foles wins my guys guy of the week he overcame adversity he was going to retire from pro football he hung in there he got his shot he replaced uh carson wentz everybody didn't think the eagles would go anywhere in the playoffs they won the two games at home they got to the super bowl he beat the goliath in uh, the new england patriots and uh you know what didn't work out for me, but it worked out for him. He played it fair and square, and he didn't make mistakes. And you know what? He had his best game in his biggest game. So he, you got to give it to the guy. So, uh, Nick Foles, you are my guys guy of the week. Uh, what else is happening out there, real quick? Let's see. Uh, the stock market's been going up and down and up and down. So. Uh, you know, it's not going to just keep going up forever. So I think we're getting some corrections things. And to me, you know, the market's manipulated. So uh, make your money while you can and just be smart about it would be my advice. Um, we had uh, Tesla had another rocket launch, and it seems like uh, the space program has been privatized. And uh, I think this guy's doing some really good things, Tesla. And uh, um, I think there's a lot more technology than, than we're, 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 avail- we're aware of. And I think at the certain time, we'll learn that there's a lot more technology that's out there that's being uh, that hasn't been disclosed to us. So we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, our president now wants a military parade. Um, This is a guy who uh, had five deferments for bone spurs and did not serve in the military yet. He wants uh, all the tanks and guns marching through Washington, D.C. I think we have other more important issues versus pageantry but uh, we'll see what happens with that. I've got a feeling they're going to do something like that. It'll be on Veterans Day this November. And, uh, wow, our country is really in a strange place right now because a lot of people are really for things like this and are really for the president. And a lot of people are really against it. We have a very divided nation. And uh, we'll see what's going to happen. So our Guy's Guy of the Week is Nick Foles. We're going to take a very, very short break. And then we're going to bring our special guest. Master Francisco Quintero. Okay, we're back. Welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. As I mentioned to you, we've got a very special guest, Master uh, Francisco Quintero. The book is uh, Greatest Love, Unblock Your Life in 30 Minutes a Day with the Power of Unconditional Love. It's uh, a group put together, Master uh, Maya Mackie and Master Zing Gang, I've seen a Shah, I've seen a lot of their work uh, online and um, I saw actually Master Quintero online today with a third eye opening exercise and I want to talk to him about that. But for now, we're going to start with a discussion of this very pocket-sized book that's really powerful and it's got a uh, calligraphy symbol on the cover and that's something we're instructed to uh, practice tracing all the time uh, for its power. So there's so much to learn about here because I'm kind of a regular guy on a spiritual path, but I have not been really uh, educated on the power of calligraphy or chanting. So we're going to get into that. So here's my very special guest, Master Francisco Quintero. Good evening, uh, hello, Master Robert. Quintero. Oh, I'm fantastic. Hello, Robert. Can How you? you hear me? I can hear you. Can I'm, you hear me?
1: Uh, I can hear you fine. I'm doing very good.
0: Very good. Well, listen, as I mentioned uh I really enjoyed the book. I enjoyed some of the YouTube videos I saw for you. And um, I've got some questions for you. Um, what was yeah, the, go right
1: ahead. <laughs>
0: well, what was the inspiration for, uh, you know, for this book? And uh, what are the kind of traces back to the um, this whole thing about uh, greatest love as interpreted by the phrase da I uh, okay, D-A and in capital A I da I and what what does that mean? Where does that come from, and why is it so powerful? Thank you, thank you. Um, the original inspiration actually came from
1: Doctor and Master Jigang Sha, and he he's very deeply connected with with the Tao, with heaven, and he received a message that there are ten uh, greatest qualities that if we embody them our life can flourish. We could have happier health, uh, good health, happiness, and so on. And the very first one of those qualities is the greatest love. And da'ai, uh, as you mentioned, it, it means greatest love in Mandarin Chinese. So it's, it's, and it's the greatest love that can truly, you know, it's very important, that message right now on Mother Earth. And it's a, a mm-hmm. quality that, It's unconditional love. And when we're able to develop that, you know, our whole life can completely change and transform.
0: What what are these? uh, Tell us about the 10 qualities, real quick. Um, Those 10 qualities um, the first one is greatest love.
1: And the second one is greatest forgiveness. So, you know, forgiveness brings peace, inner joy, uh, greatest light. Greatest light is um, light can heal, can transform different aspects of life. Um, There's compassion, you know, we need compassion, you know, in our lives uh, to help others. Uh, There's gratitude, you know, having a deep level of gratitude for uh, all the blessings we have received in our lives and our teachers, Mm -hmm. for those who have come before us, who have taught us. Uh, so very important to have in our daily life. Uh, humility, you know, in the spiritual, um, uh, you mentioned, I read a little bit about you today, and uh, uh, you mentioned you, you've started your spiritual journey, and humility is actually one of the most important things um, for your spiritual journey to reach the highest um, spiritual achievement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There is also service, greatest service, and Services, you know, to make others happier and healthier. And the more that we serve, the more that we share, the more that we, you know, go out of our way to help others, we're um, growing in our spiritual journey. So think of service like our, it's like soul food. It nourishes our soul. So the more that we serve, we can really progress um, in our spiritual journey as well as for healing. And also um, uh, flourishing. One of them is about flourishing. We all need flourishing, not only in our business and our finances, but we need flourishing in our relationships and different aspects of our life. Uh, There's harmony. Harmony is, you know, we want things to be harmonized, harmonized in our relationships, harmonized in our workplaces, in our communities, in our cities. And the last one is enlightenment. So, you know, we all are, uh, the purpose of life is really so that our soul can grow and be, mm-hmm. one day have the possibility of reaching the greatest enlightenment. So those are the 10 qualities that uh, uh, Dr. and Mastersha, uh he received. And he's, he's sharing these qualities in this first book, which is on greatest love.
0: Now, is there a difference in terms of uh, um, which of the qualities is more important, or are they all equally as important?
1: Um,
0: what I would say is
1: you know poly greatest love is I would say you know it's the first, it's the first one, um, so it's really the foundation for all of the other ones, uh, because without love, it's very difficult to have, for example, forgiveness or compassion. So it's sure. really, yeah, so love is really the, the main one. And if we focus on that, the rest will actually follow. You know, when we really embody a high uh, quality of love that's very pure, then we really all these other aspects will follow. So I would say greatest love is like the most important, but they all carry incredible amount of um, uh, you know, because they're all they're also like sacred mantras, chants that you could chant mm-hmm. to. You know, what you chant is what you become. So if you chant greatest love, you you embody that more deeply in your your heart, in your cells, in your organs. So they're all important for our life.
0: Now, and to a lot of uh, I think a lot of and uh, the show, you know, guys, guys, radio. It's not just for guys. It's for people who you know, it's when men, men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. So it's uh, it's about relationships. It's about living well. It's about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. Um, I think, you know, yeah, today people all- are uh, want to be um, more aware of their spirituality. And a lot of people are shackled by uh, living, uh, you know, the, the conscious mind type of life that we have. And they have debt and the jobs are tough and sickness and, you know, it's just a, our society, particularly Western society is pretty rough. And, uh, but I think, uh, people now, uh, women, I think have woken up. I think men are now trying to wake up. I know a lot of guys in my, I'm a boomer and a lot of guys in my age group are starting. They see what I'm doing. They ask a couple of questions here or there, whether it be diet or wellness or something, and who knows if they go off and do anything, but I think, People are now they're they're listening a little bit, and I think that's a really good thing. And I think something as easy as uh you know if you chant out loud or chant to yourself, just if you say the I da I da I. What's what? How should you just you know if you're a busy person? Tell us how you should do that and how you get the most out of it. Uh, we'll get into the Great. calligraphy. And all the steps there but just the if you did just the eye what how would you do that to get some benefit out of it and does it come from your heart center and you just say it can you say it silently should you say it out loud when should you do it for how long etc
1: great good questions yeah very, very good uh, you know so you know all of these uh, teachings are for every walk of life for every person uh, guys girls you know everybody Uh, Because they're universal. They're universal principles, um, you know, um, and, you know, it it really can be used a lot and for different aspects of life. So I'll just give you by example. That's probably the best way to do it. Okay. there's there's I'm going to chant it out loud and just so that you can experience it. So you could close your eyes and all of the listeners can close your eyes
0: unless you're driving a car.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So just feel um, with your heart. I'm in a chant, okay? So the first thing I do is I connect. I connect to the source. I connect to the creator, the, the Tao. I connect to the divine or the universal love. So I connect. Dear the source, dear the source mantra, Da I, the greatest love. I love you, I honor you, and I appreciate you can you please offer us all a blessing for our health and happiness? So i just give a general... I'll ask a general blessing for all of us for health and happiness. Great. So I'm going to, I'm going to chant out loud, and you could just listen to me so that you can uh, understand. Dai,
2: dai. dai, dai. Da I da I die. I die. Greatest love, greatest love, greatest love, greatest
1: love. Okay, how, how means perfect, get well in Mandarin mm-hmm. Chinese. So you open your eyes and maybe Robert, you could share how you feel.
0: Uh, well, I could feel the warmth there felt very good. And, uh, you know, I'm not making up or anything. I don't, I don't do that. And, uh, I I had done one of the practices in the book, um, earlier I, uh, did the the practice with my uh, liver for anger and uh, I could physically feel shifting in my, in my liver from this. So it's, it's very powerful. So my question would be, uh, master is, uh, um, Does You know, you came with a kind of a melody there, but I would assume that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it's all about intention. So it's probably better to sing out loud because then spirit can hear you. And um, if you do it to yourself, that's okay, too. I mean, if you're in the middle of the subway, you might not want to be singing out loud, though I've heard... I've heard some other things on the subway. Yeah, so, but, um, And then it's just how you, you know, how you make the song up. I'm, I'm sure your way is beautiful. Not everybody's going to remember that, but I, I, I would yeah. think the intention is more important than the actual melody.
1: Yeah, so um, the intention is by far the most important thing, not the melody. Uh, if mm-hmm. you sing, great, wonderful. If you don't, also wonderful. I actually could not sing <laughs> when before I met uh, Dr. Master Jingang. I'm no, do a good job now. Yeah. So, but the the most important thing is the intention of your heart as you connect mm-hmm. and you you repeat these. If you you could even just simply repeat, greatest love heal me, greatest love heal me, greatest love heal me, greatest love heal me. If your heart was there, that will work just as powerful. Uh, so the intention is there. I know a lot of people, some people can chant out loud, and some people, they need privacy or they're not able to do that out right. loud. And they chant silently in their hearts. They don't even chant out loud. They, they just use their heart to chant mm-hmm. and like meditate. So there's a, there's a lot of flexibility there with that.
0: Let me ask you a question. I do a, uh, I do a daily meme. I thought uh, about a year ago. I said, I'm going to do 365 memes that were either original or inspired by people, and I'd love to do one tomorrow that just says, greatest love, heal me, greatest love, heal me, greatest love, heal me. Would you mind if I did that and just put that's inspired perfect. by that's you? That's
1: perfect. That's really good. That's really good.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good. And I will, um, I'll keep that in mind, and thank you. Let's... Um, Let's just add to this. Let's keep building on that. So that's the greatest love and the chant. Then the next step is you, you mentioned some very simple, the the book is very concise yet, as I said, it's very powerful. Some, uh, what you can do with your hand is like, like you would be holding the calligraphy pen we'll get into calligraphy in a moment, but, um, so you kind of uh, like you are making a shadow thing with a, a bird or something against the a wall where you have your five fingers and it looks like they all kind of touch uh, with your thumb underneath the four on top and the thumb underneath. Correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, that uh, stimulates, I guess, uh, uh, part of the work. And then you could take your other hand. Um, I used my left hand because it's my receiving hand and I used the hand symbol with my right hand and then I put it over the area that I want to work on. In the case, I picked, uh, there was a couple of exercises. One was for anger, one was for healing, one was for, I think it was prosperity. And um, so I put it over my liver and I could literally feel the change. What is the significance of the the hand um, position?
1: Thank you. Um so what what we're doing is your the the fingers represent in traditional Chinese medicine each of the fingers is connected with one of the elements the meridians of the body mm-hmm. uh so so you're you're connecting with um the fire the wood element, the earth element, the water element, the lungs. Got
2: it. So yeah.
1: uh, when, you can, when you just put your five fingers together, you're already doing a form of self-healing because it's connecting the meridians in your body. So mm-hmm. you're combining that body power where it promotes energy to flow in the body. The sound is another form of uh, stimulating the cells in the body, vibrating. That's why you feel a little bit warmer when you chant. So now we have different techniques that we're using together to be, bring you the highest possible, um, you know, technique to, be, to move energy in the body to, you know, to heal sickness, really. So that's what's happening with the fingers when we put them together.
0: Now, uh, we can use this practice on ourselves, but also can we project that out to others? Correct.
1: So everything that uh, that um, Doctor and Master Jigong Sha, myself, Master Maya teach is not only for ourselves. So it's great. We're learning how to self heal ourselves, but he the main teaching is to be of service. So we use this these techniques then to offer a healing blessing to another person. Uh, mm-hmm. So so I, I myself you know train hundreds of people to do that every um, you know. To be able to use these techniques to offer these healing blessings to others, and everybody can learn. It's very simple, and you can, you know, in the book, the greatest love, the very mm-hmm. simple, practical techniques that you could use. You know, we all have someone in our family who maybe is sick, or you know, they end up in the hospital, or something happens. Where we, if we apply these techniques, we could be offering our, our loved ones these very short blessings.
0: Well, let me ask you. Uh... Let me ask you something on the air. I have a, my dad is, he's 92 and he's suffered from Parkinson's and he's just moved into kind of the hospice. He's has about, uh, he's got a, you know, a bed at home and everything. And the minister came today and he's got, they say between a week and 10 days to go. And I've made my peace. I visited him a few times and I held hands with him and talked to him and thanked him. I was wondering if you could, uh, as a demonstration, um, for our audience and also as a gift, uh, If you could send a blessing to my father, his name is Serge Manny.
1: Yes, uh, it would be my honor. So, you know, in a situation like this, it's very difficult. And for like your father, um, you know, instead of trying to prolong his life, what we what we do is you really want to make sure that his soul is Mm -hmm. blessed so that he can continue on his journey, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and according to your own personal spiritual beliefs so i'll be honored to to do a blessing uh, and and use the technique today that we have learned so thank you what is your father's name again
0: his name is serge s e r g e sergio uh, Manny, m a n n i okay.
1: okay so so if everybody could close your eyes and just connect with Um, Robert's father and just visualize him in beautiful golden light and send love to him because that's what the soul needs in this difficult time. So I connect with the source, hear the source, the Tao, the divine, all our spiritual fathers and mothers in heaven. And dear, the greatest love, we love you, we honor you and appreciate you. Please offer a blessing to Serge to bless his his transition so that it may be filled with great love, with harmony, with peace, and so that he can transition in the most appropriate place in heaven. We thank you from our hearts and souls. Greatest
2: love Blesses His mercy, greatest love. Blesses His mercy, greatest love. Blesses Your family. Greatest love Heels oh, surges love he, oh, surges
1: How, which means perfect, get well. Mm-hmm. And we give thanks to the source, the Tao divine, to to the soul of Sergi. We thank all of heaven. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well,
0: thank, thank you, you Master. Robert. Thank you uh, the, for honoring him. Um, you know, it's interesting when you see somebody, and this is, you know, my dad, uh, you look at him in the eye and he knows that he's going, but, you know, you, you see that look like, uh, you know, I I was assuring him that it's going to be great. And, um, I had robotic surgery a couple of years ago and it was the first time I ever had something happen where I didn't know what the outcome was going to be and everything turned out to be fine. And a lot of it was because of my spiritual practice and my intention. And I don't even look back now. I just keep going because I know I'm protected and I know I'm protecting myself. I know we have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for, but for most people, you know, you get to that point where, OK, you're looking into the void and you don't know what it's going to be because now it's go time. And I could see a little bit of that in his eyes. And I did my best to reassure him that it's going to be beautiful and to think of love and to think of all the wonderful things with our family. And um, so it's helpful when you get a blessing like that to help somebody along in that transition, because no matter who you are, uh, unless your spiritual practices are very strong, there's a little bit of a trepidation there um yeah never it's it's, been to the point where you're facing you're looking into the void um i looked into it and uh it's changed my life for the better i'm like 2.0 now and uh i'm such a i'm on this journey now and um i know for him he's been through a lot but i don't know if he's seen this and he's not a super spiritual guy and when people get to that point you know you see a little bit of like uncertainty, I would say, in quotes, in their eyes. And uh, it's really important for us to help them.
1: Yes, yes. It's very, very important because, you know, the the soul wants to transition in peace. It wants to move on. And that peace is very, very important as someone transitions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a blessing like that is wonderful. Um, May I share with you, I heard you talking about my third eye (laughs) video May yes, I share with please. you what I saw with my third eye? <laughs> please, please.
0: Um,
1: um, you know, I, uh, I I did feel that his soul was in great peace, and towards the end there, I I saw his soul, and his soul was very deeply, deeply grateful to you for asking, uh, you know, to receive this blessing on this day, mm-hmm. and I just saw a lot of beautiful light that surrounded him. Uh, you know, to, as he makes this transition. So thank no, you
0: for the, that, that, that honor. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, let's talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to keep going with the book, but I'll tell you what, let's hold the third eye till uh, for a few minutes. Let's keep going with the book. So building on the, the hand position um, is the calligraphy. And I was not aware of the power of calligraphy. And um, uh, there's one... Uh, design, if you will, symbol let's call it a symbol uh in the book, and I traced it a few times, and i'm going to be working with it and um Tell us about that and the importance of that it's uh you know it's a little bit of a how did how did you come up with or how did the master uh Zigang Sha come up with this particular symbol itself, and why is the tracing of it uh important? thank you. So this
1: calligraphy is based on a style called, uh, it's a a Chinese style called Ibiza, which means oneness, a oneness stroke. So in traditional Chinese, you know, the characters, they have a lot of, like a lot of lines. You'll find a lot of lines that Mm -hmm, put them together to build the characters. So you will find that in a lot of like calligraphy where you'll see like tons of lines. So in this style... Uh, Doctor Master Jigong Sha, uh, he learned from uh, a teacher that you know, she's about 106 years old and holds the a special lineage of calligraphy that came from China. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was you know the the teacher of like uh, the, somehow they were connected with the emperor. So she holds she held this very sacred form of calligraphy and she passed this lineage power to Master Sha, and. The, the symbol here da i the top symbol represents da which means greatest and okay. the bottom symbol i means love so if you were to break down this if you were to write the traditional chinese characters for da i mm-hmm. um, you would start to see the similarities so what he okay. did though is he mm-hmm. just he made it into one stroke so instead of you know picking up the pencil and draw or the pen and ink you just one stroke you go through all of the different shapes and the characters and the forms to make a oneness stroke. And okay. you'll see these, bu- actually these calligraphies are very large. They're like four feet, six feet, eight feet. Yep. These very large calligraphies that would, you know, they fit basically like in an arts, you know, gallery. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when, when Master Sha creates them, He's connected with the source. He's connected with heaven. So as he writes the calligraphy, the calligraphy, the paper that it's written on is being like, think of it like being infused with that higher frequency vibration source, heavenly energy. So it becomes like a, a field of energy that when you connect with the calligraphy and you trace the calligraphy with your your fingers put together, like um, we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Right you're like absorbing that higher frequency vibration you're connecting with the Tao. you're connecting with the source through the calligraphy if the source is like the calligraphy is like a gateway to heaven or a a gateway to the universal energy and then you're you know our frequencies when we're sick our frequency is quite low so when we're connecting with the calligraphies we are aligning our soul heart mind and body we're making a deeper a, a, a oneness connection, and in that process, we are more deeply connected with heaven, with Mother Earth. We're connected with the Tao, the Source, and that's when our ha- things start to happen in our in our bodies, in our lives. We start to change. You know, you know, we become healthier, we become happier. Our blockage, our liver starts to vibrate, like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier.
0: It definitely so did. <laughs>
1: So, you know, calligraphies. These Master Sha calls them Tao calligraphies. They are gateways, you know, to the source that that we can connect to to really uplift our energy. Uh, so th- that's why we combine all that together.
0: Got it. So you could um, you could put your hands with the five fingers together and trace it, or could you then also um, take a pencil or a pen and then take a big piece of paper and just keep you know, jotting that down, drawing that symbol? Yeah,
1: actually, that, that's correct. We we actually, some people, they, they trace the calligraphy, so you trace it. Uh, some people write it. Some people love to write the um, the symbols, the eye. Uh, so both are okay. I would recommend start, tra- if you're new, start tracing it first so that you can um, really feel its power and connect to mm-hmm. it. Uh, later, as you learn more, uh, I would recommend then starting to write it. Uh, we even have calligraphy classes where we teach people with mm-hmm. a big, with a brush how to write these characters. And you would be surprised how many people can actually write Chinese calligraphy after a few days.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Um, so the different areas um, that uh, people uh, – oh, here's a question I want to ask you. When it gets to the kind of the bottom section of the symbol, it gets a little bit uh, more uh, intense. There's a lot more going on there. A, again is it okay you know it's just the intention is more than being 100% accurate or does it have to be uh exactly the way it is
1: Th- that's correct um you 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 follow try to do follow the pathway as best as possible mm-hmm. um but i understand sometimes you don't know if it goes left or right or up
0: right uh, yeah the intention at the bottom. again There's is a couple of little yeah, tricky spots yeah
1: there. Yeah, the intention by far is always the most important uh, when okay. we do these practices.
0: Now, um, a lot of people, and you mentioned this in the book, uh, have issues, of course, in Western society, and particularly nowadays with uh, uh, abundance and money and things like that. What is a practice that uh, they can do um, on their own to uh, help uh, help with that?
1: Great, thank you. Uh, you know that um i don't remember this guy's name but he's um a, a sports he's he's in sports he and he works with a a very famous sports team in los angeles and he met master Shah, and master Shah gave him a calligraphy and he told this guy you you trace this calligraphy every day when you come to work and the guy uh, his story is found in um the soul over matter book uh and he traced it and his business by far started to multiply. Yeah, it's
0: in the book. It's fantastic (laughs)
1: story. So so I'll show you how you could do it with this book. So if you have the book, great. If you don't have the book, just follow along. So um, the financial blockages are connected with our heart chakra in the middle of the chest. So whenever you Mm -hmm. have a business issue, a financial issue, there's a blockage in the heart chakra in the middle of the chest. So you, you make a request. So I I will do the practice with you so that everybody can learn it.
0: Please. So, and I'm trying to, what I want to do is I want to, I want to, I mean, I've been working at this and it's, it's growing, but I want to take what I'm doing, which is exposing the work of people like yourself and others and my own thing, and just expanding it at a much more rapid pace than it is right now. I want to really blow this thing up in a really good way. So if you could uh, use that as a launch pad, I'll Yeah, we could along.
1: use that as a launch pad. Um, is your okay. business name Guy's Guy uh, or do you have a different yeah, business yeah. name that you well, go by? Well, it's really,
0: I'm building it around this whole Guy's Guy thing where I have a novel, I have a screenplay, I have a TV series, I, ha- I have uh, uh, my blog that's uh, syndicated now, I have uh, the memes that I do, I have I'm um, working on a uh, non-fiction book um, path, uh, which would be about uh, a regular guy's path to spiritual seeking, and uh, I really and the Guys Guys Radio, which you know we're on block talk radio and where our audience is growing. Uh, I want worldwide uh, because it's uh, it's it's a positive message, and I think we need that.
1: Great, great. So I'll use your your business as an example, and everybody okay. can do this practice. Just change the name of your business name. Okay. Yep. So. Uh, so close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have the book, look at the calligraphy that's on page 53, and just repeat silently after me. If you're at home right. listening, you could repeat out loud. So we Got first it. connect. We always connect with heaven first, the source. So dear the source, dear the Tao, dear divine, dear all our spiritual fathers and mothers in heaven, and dear the source uh, mantra, the greatest love, Da Ai. Dear the Dao Calligraphy Da I, in the greatest love book, I love you, I honor you, and I appreciate you. Yes. So at the beginning, I just connected with heaven with my heart. If you forget this, the most important thing is, you know, you use your own heart to speak to heaven, however that may look. <laughs> okay, so we say, we make a request now. Keep your request very, um, something that will not be selfish. So we want... So, for example, dear, please bless um, Guy's Guy's business to expand, to grow, to increase the number of people viewing on the blog talk radio and all of your media that you have, books. Expand your business so that Guy's Guy can serve more people on Mother yes. other earth to make them happier and healthier. So you see, mm-hmm. my request is still to bring, yes. happy, to bring happiness exactly. and health on Mother Earth. Okay? So we're not being uh, selfish here when we ask for a financial blessing or uh, for business growth. Okay, so We cannot thank you enough. And we can ask, please remove the soul, heart, mind, and body blockages that are preventing guys' guys' business from growing. The soul, heart, mind, and body blockages... Our mindsets, beliefs, relationship issues in the business, or our own blockages that we have in our soul, heart, mind, and body. So we're asking heaven, the source, the calligraphy to remove them, to help us to remove our own inner blockages that are blocking us from expanding the business. Okay, So we re- ask for those blockages to remove we cannot thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now we chant and we trace the calligraphy. I would chant and trace the calligraphy okay. for, okay, just for a minute. Okay. So I'm going to be chanting and tracing at the same time. Okay.
2: Okay. da, uh, I die, I die, I die, die, die. die, die.
1: Okay. How, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. you. Love you. Thank you. And you know, if you were at work and you know, your coworkers are around or, you know, (laughs) you know how that goes, you could just go to your office, trace silently for five minutes, 10 minutes, and you don't have to do it out loud like I did. And it will Mm -hmm. still be just as powerful for you to expand your business.
0: Fantastic. So everybody out there listening, do it for your work and do it for the greatest good. And uh, thank you, Master Quintero. That's fantastic. That's great. Thank, thank you, you so Robert. Much. Um, let's get on with uh, some other things. You mentioned uh, we talked about um, the third eye. So I watched your uh, I watched your video because I think a lot of people who are on the path, they're like, well, I want to really open up my third eye. And they keep thinking of that area between your eyes, and they are forcing trying to see images, and they're like, they can't connect, and in the same, it's in the same sense where um, some people want to, they want to meet their angels, they want to meet their uh, spirit guides, they want to, and they they can't, you know, some people see them and some people don't, and it's, I think it's the same thing with your your third eye, and I guess whatever they say, fluoride and some other things, you know, we have a lot of blockages in modern society, but the thing that you mentioned that I thought was. Uh, and also Master Shah, when I saw him online also, was that um, we are focusing on the wrong area. So could you give us a little tutorial about how people can, if they so choose, uh, be able to open up their third eye? And what is the benefits? Uh, what will you really uh, reap? by open, What's Why is it good to open up your third eye? And um, how can we do it? What's the best way to Great. practice so we can do it?
1: Sorry Great, for the thank long you. question. No, 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 no problem. Uh, th- this is my area of yeah, expertise. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, what, um, in, in the teachings of Dr. Master Jigong Sha, the third eye is not in front of your eyebrows like some other traditions. So there mm-hmm. is an energy center there, which is more for developing the power of the mind.
0: Okay.
1: So where the third eye is located is near the pineal gland. So Mm -hmm. the pineal gland is located, if you were to draw like an imaginary line across your ears, if you go over your head Mm -hmm. and then between your nose going to the back, so there'll be like a little point that crosses in the top of your head. If you go down about three centimeters, excuse me, three inches, so the pineal gland is roughly in that area and that's actually where the third eye is and it's an energy center about the size of a cherry. So... And, you know, its function is to see the spiritual images in the soul world. And, and you're very right as what you said. The more you focus or desire to want to open your third eye, heaven may actually say, no, 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 no. So the best is not to focus on having that desire to open it, rather to develop the energy centers in the body in a very safe and healthy way. So what we do is instead of focusing on the head and bringing the energy to the head, because most of us, about 95 about 85% of humanity, we have too much energy in our head, you know, high blood pressure, um, you know, all these health conditions that many people suffer from, they're actually, right. it's too much energy in the head area, you know, mm-hmm. so yep. we want to actually avoid that because then we could actually, you might get sick, actually. So what we do is you bring, you focus on foundation, building your energy in the foundation. There is another energy center in your lower abdomen called lower dan tian. It's like a um, foundation energy center below your belly button inside the body.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
1: in kung fu, you know in kung fu, they, that's what these these guys are doing actually. They're building right. their 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 dan tian too, so it yeah. can be strong their core. And there's one near your tailbone, and that's. Uh, many traditions know it know it as the kundalini. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master Shah calls it the snow mountain area. Okay. That's actually the key to open your third eye, is to focus on the kundalini. So near the tailbone area, there's an energy center there. If you just focus on that area and you build that area, you're actually going to build your immunity. You're going to feel stronger, healthier, and the energy will naturally rise up through... Um, the body, and it will naturally rise up to the head area to open the third eye. Uh, so a lot of the practices um, that we do for the third eye have to do with building that foundation energy and also opening the heart chakra because the heart chakra is like, the it's like, think I, th- I like to think of it like the window to the third eye. If your heart chakra is like blocked, you won't be able to see clearly no matter how uh, you know, develop that energy center is so,
0: so. is this area, uh, master, is this like, um, uh, between your anus and your genitals? That's kind of that soft area. If you went up in that middle section and then that kind of soft area, that's where the Kundalini would be.
1: Um, it, the, that one's more yeah. like the first, the first soul house or the, the first chakra. So the, those okay. they're very close to each other, though. So mm-hmm. if you go, if you were to go a little bit higher, um, okay. let's say maybe a few inches, be, like if you put, uh, if you draw a, a line across your navel, you go all the way to the back, and then okay. you go down, uh, you know, just go down about two inches, but then you go okay. inside the body. Inside that mm-hmm. area, there is the, the kundalini area. Got it. Okay. Um, but you know, all of these, the you know, the area that you mentioned is also very, very important for foundation. But all those areas are so close inside that they mm-hmm. they form like a a big core in the body, like the the
0: okay. core of energy. So what what then should the the individual be focusing on to uh, have this happen? And then what actually? How long do they need to do the practice? And then. What happens when the third eye opens, if you will? Is there a pop or something? What what really? Take us through the process, if you could. Uh,
1: Well, I'll tell you. When I I first started, this was 18 years ago, I -hmm. was doing practice one hour a day just for developing my foundation energy. Okay. Uh, Using the techniques that you will find here, and you will find some of them actually here in The Greatest Love Book. So you build your foundation energy. I was doing one hour per day. Um, and the third eye opens differently for everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people will have that, you know, that miracle opening that everybody wants. Most people, it will start to open, and you may start to see glimpses of light, for example. All of a sudden, you start to see a, a different quality of light, a radiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how sometimes you see pictures of like angels and there's like light that radiates from them. Right. You, uh-huh. that's you start to see different qualities of light mm-hmm. as your third eye begins to develop more and more. Suddenly, some people may start suddenly see an angel or a Buddha that's more clear, uh, and you start to get information. You know, receive wisdom, knowledge. It's different for everybody, and different people will. Um, See different images in the soul world because think of it like a puzzle. The puzzle like everybody's seeing like a different piece of the puzzle. And when we put the puzzle together, we have a better complete image of what's actually happening in the soul world. None of us have every part complete. We're, we're all just like a piece of the puzzle um, trying to see that image because it's so vast in mm-hmm. the soul world. Right. So everybody will be different. Uh, It does take time. So it does take time building that energy. Um, But you will find that over time, you will um, have the possibility of seeing spiritual images. And why are they important? Uh, When you're doing a lot of spiritual work or you're doing spiritual healing work, the images is like information. It's a message. And you want to use that message then to help guide the healing, the healing process to ha- guide the soul journey. So you're not using the third eye to take advantage of others. You're right. using it to guide your work so that you can then help people in their journey. So that, that's the main reason why we would want to open it. There are some people who do not open their third eye for various reasons. Sometimes heaven says, no, this is not part of your journey. This is not part of your task. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: And that's when we have to practice non-attachment. Okay. You know, it it will vary from person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You will find a a book. uh, You will find um, uh, a lot of the practices here in the greatest love book. um, You will find that you can uh, use also to open your third eye.
0: OK, let's uh, we're going to have to wrap it up because I've had you on for a while and I got to tell you, you've been fantastic. I'd love to have you or uh, Master Meyer or both of you back. Uh, or, thank you. you know, thank you. It was nice to have shot. You know, if you come back, yeah, I was a couple nice of months. to meet you, too. <laughs> um, thank but you. Tell us. Uh, tell us where we can with uh, the website where we can learn more about you, where we can get the book, anything else you want to add.
1: Great. Um, You can go to um, www.drshah.com backslash greatest love. So that's drshah.com backslash greatest love. And you'll find a beautiful blog there on the greatest love, some free treasures related to greatest love book, and a lot of things that you can read about the greatest love uh, to learn more. And thank you, Robert, for having me.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, Master. Francisco, it's a pleasure, and I hope we can speak again at some point, and thank you for your kindness yes. and your generosity, and please thank uh, Dr. Shah also, Master Shah.
1: Thank you. I will. Thank you.
0: Okay, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, folks. Our special guest, uh, and I uh, he's so generous with his time. I kept him on a long time, Master Francisco Quintero, but to me, absolutely fascinating, and the name of the book is uh, Greatest Love unblock your life in 30 minutes a day with the power of unconditional love. So we thank him. Uh, he certainly helped me a lot and I'm um, very appreciative for uh, him helping with my, uh, with my dad. Um, so anyhow, I highly recommend this book. It's uh, you can keep it in your pocket and it's, it's a power, small, simple but powerful like a lot of things that are beneficial in life. So keep it simple. So we're going to take a very quick break and then we're going to be back. I'm going to do a quick guys, guys guide and then uh, we'll wrap it up for the evening. So we'll be right back. Okay. We're back uh, guys, guys radio. Um, your host, Robert Manny. It's uh It's almost closing time here. So let me just quickly do our quick promo for our brand. Um, You can catch all the podcasts uh, for Guys Guys Radio. This is number 261 on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, uh, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Um, Guys Guy, what is it all about? It's about casual confidence, unassuming strength, seductive integrity, emotional intelligence, timeless style, and a lot of fun. And you know, this is a time of year where we're turning the corner into Valentine's Day, and it's a holiday that I think a lot of guys have trouble with. So I had done a blog, a couple of blogs on Valentine's Day, and I'm just going to touch on one of them. And really, the whole idea, guys, about Valentine's Day is what you want to do is, you know, there's the typical stuff. You can get the flowers, you can get the chocolates, you can get the lingerie, a couple of points here, um, and the card. Uh all of that stuff w- can work. Now, if you have not been intimate with a woman, you buy her lingerie. I don't think that's a great idea because it's putting a little bit of pressure on her. If you guys, uh, you know, if you celebrate uh, your sexuality and lingerie is a uh, you know, geyser visual, so guys love it. Um, she might be getting something for you. So um, think about if, what you want to get her. And if you do get her something, keep her in mind instead of just for you. The gift is for her, not for you. And she'll be more than happy to gift you, but uh, just be smart about it. Uh, when it comes to a card, um, you can go down the Walgreens or whatever and pick up one of those store bought cards. But I would suggest that you get a card that has room on it where you can actually write a long, A personalized message and mention to her, you know, why she's special and why you guys have a great time together and why, you know, this is a relationship that you value on Valentine's Day and every day is Valentine's Day. So the the point is you want to keep the fires. um, Make it personal. Make be appreciative. Show gratitude. Don't ask for anything for yourself. Make the day be about her. Um, you can never go wrong with jewelry or diamonds, whatever, but (laughs) make it about her, not about you. And you will get paid, uh, back, uh, in, uh, in great ways. I assure you, if it's, if you're not selfish about it. And I've learned over the years that that's, that's important. Even, even when you're married, you gotta, you gotta still keep kind of dating in a way to keep things going. You can't take anything or anyone for granted, Uh, Because it's the little things that uh, really make relationships uh, work, Uh, just being in sync and having shared values and uh, respect. So anyhow, keep that in mind, guys. Um, We are going to be back next week. We're going to do, because Valentine's Day is next Wednesday, we're going to do a show with a sexologist on Tuesday. And so I will be uh, posting some promotions on that. And uh, in the meantime, you can catch me on my blog. I'm a, a weekly columnist now on Goodman Project. Goodman Project is a fantastic uh, website and uh, communications piece uh, with a lot of great content for guys and for women. Uh, also, now I got picked up. I'm on Go um as an expert, Cupid's Pulse. I'm an expert there, quote unquote expert. <laughs> I consider myself a relationship guide. And a guy's guy and an author and a radio host. So anyhow, I thank you all for being a part of my world and uh, for listening and uh, for being positive and for sharing. And uh, I hope to see you on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and every place else. And, uh, just hit me up if you want to connect. And I thank you. So as I like to say at the end of show, every show, remember, guys, guys, finish first.